0: Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Don't forget to download, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And while you're at it, make sure you tune in each weekday, 3 to 7 on News Talk 989 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, for the Charlie James Show. I certainly would appreciate all of that. Well, I am recently back from a vacation in westerly Rhode Island. Oh, Boy, did we have a great time! I really like New England. Yes, I hate their politics, but I like New England. I love the uh, the uh, Cape Cod style houses. I love the architecture. I love the history and the weather. Oh, it was phenomenal! 75 for a high most days. Um, Dew point high 50s, low 60s. Very very comfortable. We slept with the windows open at night. It was so amazing. Um, And the food, oh, the food, oh, amazing oysters, the lobster, the whole belly clams, the pastrami sandwiches, just so much. And don't, oh, the clam chowder is also amazing. It really is a foodie's dream up there. I love it. I really do. But it is certainly good to be back in Greenville. So while I was there, Uh, One morning, my wife and I went to my mother-in-law's for breakfast and coffee. Nothing major, just cereal and coffee. But I was um, looking through the Westerly Sun, their little newspaper that they have there in Westerly, Rhode Island. And a story kind of uh, stuck out to me. And it talked about a Myanmar journalist who was arrested for disagreeing or criticizing the Myanmar military. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So I read the article and it was an an Associated Press story. And it just talked about how horrible it was that the Myanmar uh, uh, military had arrested this journalist for simply criticizing the Myanmar military. Now, this is a really, like I said, it's a really bad thing. After all, this is, this is what authoritarian governments do. This is what uh, third world uh, banana republics do. This is an awful thing, according to the Associated Press. That's right. It's a bad thing. So then my wife and I leave and we go to Sandy's Market to get um, something for lunch later on in the day. And ladies and gentlemen, there it was at the entrance to Sandy's Market. Right there, full page, New York Post, the mugshot seen round the world. The first mugshot ever of a former president. There was history right there on the front page. It was amazing to see because we knew it was going to happen. We knew because the sheriff there in, in, uh, in, in, in Fulton County had said that he was going to treat Donald Trump like every other prisoner. And that's what happened. The mugshot came. Oh, but ladies and gentlemen, this was not just any mugshot. No, this wasn't the mugshot that Fannie Willis and the folks on the left wanted. You see, they wanted a frightened man. They wanted a contrite man, a concerned man, a man who was fearful for what these charges might bring. They wanted to see a once mighty man brought down to his knees, crushed by the weight of his own hubris, humbled by the justice system. They wanted to see a humiliated man whose picture screamed, oh, how the mighty have fallen. But that is not the mugshot they got in
1: terms of how iconic that photo is we now have his supporters in georgia photoshopping themselves into mugshots Fulton County mugshots putting those on twitter and calling them maga mugshots and saying that it, now it's on so he has galvanized his supporters even further that's going to be a huge problem if he makes it to a general campaign but so far right now his base is sticking with him more than they ever have
0: they got the mugshot Of a defiant man a man who was out to set the record straight a man who glared straight into the camera lens and said is that all you got no they got full-blown donald trump in that mugshot and that's the last thing they wanted in fact this mugshot has turned around to backfire on them in ways they could never even imagine all you got to do is look on twitter look at all of the african americans that are posting on Twitter and on TikTok that are now saying, you know what, I've never voted before, but I'm voting for this guy. This wasn't the reaction that they wanted. In fact, when Donald Trump showed up in Fulton County to be arraigned, he got support in portions of Atlanta that you would never expect a white billionaire Politician to get support in. No, they were chanting "Free Donald Trump, Free Trump." That's what they were saying. Mm. I'm talking
1: about. They got everybody. Look at that fall down.
0: Another huge failure for the left. That's what this is. Because we all know what's behind it. It has nothing to do with, quote-unquote, justice. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump, quote-unquote, interfering in our election system. It has nothing to do with that. It all has to do with one thing. Keep him off the ballot and out of the White House. Because if they don't, they are doomed. I mean, look at all of the um, indictments. Let's just go back to look at, at, at Alvin Bragg in Manhattan for simply signing a non-disclosure agreement with Stormy Daniels. Trump gets indicted. Why? Because Alvin Bragg considered that Alvin Bragg considered that an election contribution, a campaign contribution. When actually Donald Trump is right, this is nothing more than a business agreement between he and Stormy Daniels. I mean, non-disclosure agreements are signed every day by the truckloads in this country. I've signed no less than 12 myself. There's nothing illegal about a non-disclosure agreement. But this man, Alvin Bragg, who is known for taking felonies and turning them into misdemeanors, literally now takes a misdemeanor and turn it, turns it into a felony. And then we look at Jack Smith. Jack Smith and all of these indictments that are coming against Donald Trump. In fact, Jack Smith had to find a district where he could levy these charges, even though he used an out-of-district grand jury. Well, the judge shot that down pretty quickly. And we haven't heard a whole lot about Jack Smith's investigation now, have we, since it's concluded. But we did hear that members of Jack Smith's team actually talked with the White House days before the indictment came in. Oh, that should tell you everything, because you remember that Joe Biden said he would have nothing to do with any of the investigations by the Justice Department. He was going to remain completely neutral and let the Justice Department do their work. Doesn't sound like that's what's going on, does it? And then you get to Fannie Willis in Atlanta, Fulton County. The charges of conspiracy that, that Fannie Willis has levied against Donald Trump
1: are nothing more than laughable.
0: the past, I don't know, six years have been watching what's going on, if you've been at least a little bit paying attention and you aren't slightly suspicious about what is being done with the Biden administration <clears throat> and the Department of Justice, then you just haven't been paying attention. I mean, you have got to, even, even the most hardened liberal out there, you know, in their hearts, in their heart of hearts, in their guts, no that what our Justice Department is doing is Third World Banana Republic kangaroo court stuff. They know it, but they don't care because it's only Donald Trump. No, let me rephrase that. It's especially Donald Trump. You can do anything you want. You can violate the law. You can violate the Constitution. You can violate civil rights as long as you do it against Donald Trump. Well, a lot of folks in the community, they are starting to see through this. I mean, look at some of the uh, uh, charges of conspiracy against Trump that Fannie Willis uh, has leveled. I mean, asking for someone's phone number? That's conspiracy. Um, Telling someone to watch One America News Network? That's conspiracy. Telling someone to watch Newsmax? That's conspiracy. Telling someone to go to a hearing, that is now a conspiracy in the United States. Now, just think about this. Even even if you're one of these people that says, oh, Trump deserves to go to jail. Just think about this. If these charges stick, what can they get you with? What can they come after you with for conspiracy? It can be just about anything. It could be a tweet. It could be a text. It could be an email. It could be a T-shirt that you're wearing. Oh, my goodness. I just read a a story uh, just minutes ago about a kid who was kicked out of class because he had the Gadsden flag patch on his book bag. Kicked out of class because it was disruptive. Please. This is what the left wants. This is the country the left is looking for. And if they will mug Donald Trump, they will mug you as well. And that's exactly what it is. They are mugging you of your civil rights. That's what they want to do. Because they don't want you speaking out. They don't want you speaking out against vaccine mandates. They don't want you speaking out against mask mandates. They don't want you speaking out saying, hey, what really went on on January the 6th? They don't want you asking that question. They don't want you asking questions like, hey, how many people actually died of COVID instead of with COVID? Or, hey, uh, how many people were actually hurt by the COVID vaccine? They don't want you asking those questions either. You see, this whole thing is to shut you and Donald Trump up. They're going after him to get to you. Because when you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. That's their philosophy. And that's what they want. They want to scare you and every other conservative that might ever even possibly think about running for office. If you step out of line, we're going to get you, too. If you criticize us, we're going to get you, too. Have you noticed you can't even say anything about what's going on in Ukraine anymore? You can't even pose questions about that. You can't even ask questions like, hey, how many aliases did Joe Biden use when he was talking with the folks over there in Ukraine? Hmm. How many did he use? You can't ask those questions. That is not allowed in this country anymore. You can't even pick up the phone and say, hey, guys, you know, I'm I'm hearing a lot of crazy things about what's going on in Georgia. I mean, how many dead people voted in the in the voter rolls? I mean, how many
1: uh, underage voters voted? Hmm. How many were there? Two thousand five hundred and six felons voted illegally in Georgia. 66,248 underage and therefore ineligible people to illegally register to vote before their 17th birthday when the law requires 17 and a half years old. At least 2,423 individuals to vote who were not listed as registered. 1,043 individuals to cast ballots who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. 4,926 individuals voted in Georgia who had registered to vote after their Georgia voter registration date, thereby canceling their Georgia voter registration. 10,315 or more individuals to vote who are deceased by the time of the election. 395 individuals to vote in Georgia who had cast ballots in another state, which is illegal in both states. 15,700 individuals to vote in Georgia who had filed a national change of address with the United States Postal Service prior to November 3rd, 2020. 40,000 279 individuals to vote who had moved across county lines at least 30 days prior to election day and who had failed to properly re-register to vote in their new county after moving, also in violation of Georgia law. You see, these are the
0: questions you can't ask anymore. When you have evidence like that staring you in the face, you cannot ask the question, was there? election interference. Was there something hinky going on in Fulton County? Well, the answer is obviously yes. But you see, Kemp in Georgia can't do that. As I explained in previous podcasts, he cannot come out and say, yeah, we had some weird things going on in Georgia, because if he did, there is Stacey Abrams, ready to to pounce and say, aha, I told you, That the Georgia elections were not secure. And I told you that I am the rightful governor of the state of Georgia. Brian Kemp does not have the political collateral. He doesn't have the political gravitas to overcome a challenge like that. Nor does he have the balls to face a challenge like that from Stacey Abrams. He just doesn't. He's another spineless, wormy slug of a Republican. Air quotes on Republican. He is truly a rhino. He doesn't want the truth to be told because the truth might make him look bad. And that would absolutely be a shame, right? What we're seeing right now in this country is hideous. It really is. They're trying to jail a man to do one thing and one thing only, keep him from becoming president ever again. And they're finding places like Fulton County, they're finding places like Manhattan, they're finding other places where they can attack him because they know he's not going to get a sympathetic jury. And then we're looking at court dates that coincide. The day before Super Tuesday is going to be one of Donald Trump's court dates. Doing all of this in the middle of an election. You want to talk about actual election interference? I mean, just put aside what the uh, what the intelligence community did. No charges, by the way, what the intelligence community did with with the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. No charges filed in that one. Just put aside what they did in 2020. With the 51 intelligence agents who signed off on that document saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't. And then put aside everything that's going on in 2016 with this election interference in Donald Trump. And not only that, how they're covering up the Hunter Biden story. Put all of that aside, if you can, for a moment. But you can't, can you? You can't. Because any common sense American knows what's going on and you know that donald trump is being mugged this is the checkpoint charlie podcast